You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 271, Insights from the Life of King David, Part 4. So, you know, we've been going over the last several episodes. We've been going through the life of uh, David, both uh, so far, just before he became king, and just pulling out some very interesting insights. Today, we'll be talking uh, about his life after he became king. But, you know, if you've never read the entire story of David's life, I would so encourage you to do it. You know, most of us know the high points, David and Goliath, you know, the 23rd Psalm. We know uh, the story about David and Bathsheba. But, you know, there was so much more to this man than just a couple of highlight reel moments. And I would encourage you to go through and read um, first and Second Samuel, and then also it carries over into a little bit into First Kings. It's exciting, it's interesting, and it will really give you a greater picture of this man and the uh, the, the the importance that he plays in the history of the Jewish nation, but also um, for us as, as as Christians. And you know, I'm going to start in and uh, in, in we're in First Samuel chapter. 30, and you'll remember that there were a couple of moments when uh, David had the opportunity to kill King Saul, and he chose not to do that. In fact, his men urged him. They said, look, man, you've been anointed to be king. The prophet Samuel has physically anointed you and said you'll be the next king, and yet David refused to lift his hand to King Saul. Well, now we find that David's men, he and his men, he had uh, about four to six hundred men, and they were um, actively involved in uh, raiding uh, Israel's enemies. Even though King Saul was out to get him, he wasn't in any way, shape, or form trying to usurp the king, but he was trying to avoid him and stay away from him. And on one of their raids, they came back to the village, the, the city they lived in called Ziklag. And when they got back, they found that raiders had come through and kidnapped everybody. They had taken their wives and their kids and stolen all their possessions. And, and David was, um, it says, David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him. Each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters. And isn't it interesting that David has modeled for his men not lifting your hand to the authorities that God has placed in, in uh, over them? Um, even though King Saul was trying to kill David, he refused to lift his hand against the king. And here you wonder if maybe what David has modeled for his men might even have saved his own life because they ultimately do not stone him. But 
It says this, it also right after what we just read, it says, David found strength in the Lord his God. Yes, it says he was distressed, but it says he found strength in the Lord his God. Now, this is important because if you if you read the, the, the entire story, you see King Saul was a man who was motivated by fear. King Saul was a man who was um, really... Uh, dominated and, and controlled by worry and fear. And, uh, you know, if you've ever worked for an insecure leader, you know how difficult that is. The The person who's scared to make a decision, the, the person who's really scared to do anything because they might do the wrong thing. And there's just not much worse than working for a leader who's insecure. But it says, David found his strength in the Lord. And I think as leaders... I mean, think about the difficult days right now that we're living in. I'm recording this, you know, the second week of June in 2020. And, you know, we've just come through, we're still coming through the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, churches shut down, businesses shut down. Um, now we're going through some racial turmoil with riots in, in, in so many areas and protests and so much tension in the air. And, you know, can you imagine how difficult it must be to lead in these situations? You know, whether you're a pastor or a political leader or even, you know, running a company, there's so many decisions to have to make. I mean, when we start talking about, okay, opening our business back up and people coming um, back into the office, what's that going to look like? Opening churches up, what's that going to look like? How are we going to do it? And, you know, it, no matter what you do, some people aren't going to be happy. So it's important that we find our strength in the Lord. And, you know, there's something else that David did that was really interesting is we see that he was a man who inquired of the Lord. We see and again, this is even before um, who, you know, he's become the king. He's in the process of becoming the king. But it says, In the course of time, David inquired of the Lord, Shall I go up to one of the towns of Judah? And, you know, this thing of inquiring of the Lord is a really, really big deal. And, you know, we don't think so much about it because as leaders, you know, if you're a good leader, you're used to making decisions. You're used to you know, getting all the information, processing it, and then making a decision. That's, that's what we do. But you know, when we can get into the habit of inquiring of the Lord, how much more effective are we going to be in our leadership? And you know, when we see this idea of, of inquiring of the Lord, it's something really that, um, you know, dominated his whole life. Listen, you know, David was king for 40 years, and he's that guy who, you know, when you look at his life, there's such this, this crazy contrast. He's a warrior. He's a lover. He's not a particularly great dad. Um, you know, he's a good king. So we see so many contrasts, but the thing we see over and over again is this idea of inquiring of the Lord. Let me give you two other examples. After David became king, um, the Philistines attacked the nation. And you know, David was a man of war. He had served under King Saul before they had had their falling out. He, he helped lead King Saul's armies. 
And then he was a, basically a, a guerrilla leader, leading a group of four to 600 men and, uh, you know, fighting off some of Israel's enemies, even while he was on the run from King Saul. So David was a man of war, but when the Philistines attacked, David inquired of the Lord, shall I go up and attack the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hands? And the Lord answered, go, for I will surely deliver them into your hands. He inquired of the Lord. Later on, this is just a few verses later, the Philistines attacked again. And it said again, David inquired of the Lord. And this time the Lord actually gave him a strategy and told him not to, to attack them head on, but to, to attack them from behind. And it says, David did as God commanded, and he struck down the Philistines. Inquiring of the Lord. You know, as a leader, I want to encourage you to take time to inquire of the Lord. And this is not every, you know, where am I going to go to lunch? Let me pray about it. And I'm not, that's not what I'm talking about. But, you know, as leaders, our job is making decisions. And I think sometimes we would be so well served to just take a moment and just pray. God, help me make the right decision. Is there something I'm missing? If there is, please show me and guide me as I make this decision. I wonder how much more effective we might be in our leadership if we would learn how to inquire of the Lord. And these are just a few examples. When you read the story, you will see David was that guy who was constantly talking to God. He was that guy who was constantly wanting to have God's heart and God's mind in his leadership. And then there's one other thing we'll talk about, and it's it's David the worshiper. And you know, this is such a another fascinating aspect of David's life. This was a guy who was, I mean, he was a, a, a true warrior. Um, he was known as that guy who you didn't want to mess with. David was a fighter. He was a martial artist. He was a swordsman. He knew how to use a sling, a spear. I'm sure you knew how to use a bow. David was the man, and yet we see a man who humbly worshipped his God, who cultivated the presence of God in his life. And it you see them bringing the ark of God into the city of Jerusalem, where, where David has established his own, his own kingdom there. He's established his, his household there, his palace, and he's set up a tent of meeting, and he's bringing the ark of God in. And it said that as they were coming in, they were offering sacrifices, the, the, the music's playing, the, the band's going. And it says David was dancing before the Lord with all of his might. While he and all of Israel were bringing up the ark of the Lord with shouts and the sounds of trumpets, David was dancing before the Lord with all of his might. You know, as a leader... Are you willing to bow your knee before the Lord? Maybe not physically, but are you willing to let that side of yourself be seen? I think sometimes even in church, those of us that are church leaders, sometimes we think, you know, we've got to be dignified. We, we don't want to show too much emotion. We don't want to, you know, really be vulnerable and, and, and show how, how much we love, love the Lord. And, you know, David is, is the king. He is the king of the nation, and he's out dancing in the streets 
before the ark of the Lord, which of course represented the presence of God. So as a leader, I would just encourage you, this is a great little moment to evaluate. You know, are you more worried about being dignified or in expressing your your, your faith and love and um, adoration for God? Very, very powerful questions. Well, you know, I'm going to wrap up here. And of course, we could go so much farther talking about King David. There's just so much there. But, you know, I think this has given us the essence of what I wanted to kind of talk about as a leader. Some some real um, great thoughts on what leadership looks like. And, and David was such a fantastic leader. We can draw so much from him. I would definitely encourage you to dig in and, and look at the story. Now, I want to let you know this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, New Testament Snapshots. New Testament Snapshots is a close-up look of 12 of the lesser-known characters in the New Testament. And, you know, these are the people that sometimes when the, when the story is given about something of Jesus or Paul or somebody else... You know, these are the people that are standing in the background of the story. You might only be able to see part of their face. You've ever looked at a, a, you know, a group picture, and you know, there's always that one guy or girl that you just see like half their head. Well, that's what New Testament snapshot is. We actually take a look at 12 of these folks who, you know, we don't have a whole lot of information about them, but when we dig in, you'll find that there is enough to give us a more clear snapshot and to let us see their face a little bit more clearly. So check out New Testament Snapshots. I know you'll love it. There is a link in the show notes. Well, friends, I'd love to hear back from you on this series on King David. If there's something I missed you want us to talk about, let me know. We may revisit it. Um, If you got a question or comment, go to davidspell.com and uh, leave me that comment. And while you're there, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter. Well, friends, thanks for being with us, and we will see you next time on Leading and Learning.